just in time for the 20 Degrees podcast from Oculus Architectural Engineering. We're here in Auckland, New Zealand, talking about everything that separates the inside from the outside and getting down to the nuts and bolts of how to build good buildings. If you're looking for explanations instead of confusing rules, if you're looking for easy to build instead of E2AS1, and if you believe a warm, dry, comfortable, and healthy place to live and work is a basic human right, then you're in the right place. It's a building science podcast. Best consumed at 20 degrees. On this episode, we're talking about Passive House. Proper building design based on energy targets. PHPP. What it is, what it isn't, how easy it is to achieve, and why it's not as scary as it sounds. Episode 9, Passive House. You happy there? Oh, I'm happy. Sounding good? Yeah, it's great to be back in the office. It is. Well, I'm not so sure. Uh, okay, fair. I, I, there, are, there are pros and cons, but I feel better recording these podcasts in the office because doing it through, um, through Google Hangouts was just, a, just an ordeal. Sure. Um, so, yeah, happy to be back here. Hi, John. How's yeah. it going? Yeah, good, Peter. Good, good. Good. Rock How are you roll. feeling about level two? Uh, look, I was enjoying level four, to be fair. Uh, fair. We, we would get up, uh, crack on down to the beach for a quick walk, mm. get the kids into school, and I'd disappear off to my office for the day. Yeah. Hiding up in one of the bedrooms that I took over. I see. Uh, it wasn't ideal, but it was pretty good. And I had lunch brought to me. How could that be yeah, wrong? How, I saw what? that. You, you used to like text in an order and then get a drink or get a, get a sandwich. It was yeah, great. It was working really well. Yeah, right. I was living alone, so I had to make my own sandwiches, make my own drinks. Mm. You know, so I'm happy to be back in the office, it's even good. though it's only 130 steps away. But And how, how are those uh, little podcasts? No, what are you doing? Video blogs on the way between home and the office. Yeah, I actually. Okay, so during. Uh, and where do I find those? Uh, those are going to be on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I have probably three or four of them up there. I can't remember how many I've done, but um, I recorded one actually on Monday on the way to work here, and I just never got around to posting it because it's been so busy, disastrously busy. Um, yeah. But I will. Yeah. Making it through. I'll post that probably, I don't know, tonight or something like that. But So what are we talking about today? Oh, man. I, I've just been so amazed by the, the concept of having, and this has been in the news a little bit. Yeah. About the, the, the warm, dry, or the cold and not actually that healthy spaces to be having a home office. Mm-hmm. Now, now, that might be a little bit confusing, but, you know, we're rolling into winter now yeah. in, in New Zealand, mm. and it's cooler, and we're in Auckland, but it's still cooler outside than you want it to be inside, and yeah. most of our houses are as cold inside as outside. Yeah. So to have a home office which is actually warm yeah. is a really good concept. It's it's nice. And if your whole house is warm, then your home office will be warm as well. And so, yeah. So that got me thinking yes. about this idea of having really stable temperatures mm-hmm. in a building. Okay. And that is not quite by definition, but that's what you land with. That's what you end up with if you design and build a passive house. Wait, passive house? Well, aren't... All houses in Canada, passive houses? <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, uh, not quite yet. Um, all houses in Canada are generally, well, I don't want to say all houses, but a lot of, I'd say the vast majority of the houses in Canada are maintained at a stable temperature um, throughout the year, throughout the entire house. Um, so you can be in shorts and a t-shirt in the middle of the winter when it's minus 35 outside and you can be comfortable inside your house working. And that really contrasts with where I live right now. I was working um, last night and I had my heater blasting, full blast right next to me. Um, and it started off um, because I have a little uh, thermometer in my in my house. And it started off, at, I think, 17 degrees when I got home, turned it on, uh, the heater. And I think probably it took at least a good hour, hour and a half or something like that to get up to, I think, 21. And then it would not go past that. And I was somewhat comfortable um, from the waist up, but my feet were ice because there's no insulation underneath my floors and it's just open to a garage underneath. And so ah, ice, interesting. super cold, very so uncomfortable. It, it said 21 degrees, but it still wasn't comfortable across, yeah, across feet through the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. parts somewhere in my house was 21 where that, that thermometer was. But okay. Now, just, yeah. just, go, just go back a little step here. Back to Canada for a moment. Yeah. You, how old are you? Do you want to say that on air? It doesn't really matter. Sure. You, I, you, are, you are less that you're, you're gone. I'm 31. I just turned 31 during lockdown. So yeah, no, yeah, cool. you're telling me that 31 years ago or 30 years ago, yes. you were living in houses in Canada that were actually warm all year round. Yes. All year round, even what in is, minus 35 outside. What is wrong with our country that says it's it's fine to be cold inside our houses? Do you want to hear my theory? You go on. So my theory is that because it's not, it's not necessary, because you don't die in the middle of the winter if you don't have heating and you don't have a constant temperature in your house, then it's like, hmm, she'll be right and it'll be fine um, because it's just warm enough. Wait, wait, wait. And what? You, we're okay because we don't die? Um... Because it's not an acute, it'll immediately kill you after one winter thing, um, then yeah, you can make it You can make it through the winter and it could be 10 degrees inside your house, toss on a jumper, toss on four extra pairs of socks and get a, you know, a heated blanket in your bed or all these other magical things that oh, I yeah. would never see. They're not magical, obviously. But <laughs> electric blankets. Oh, we, yeah. Electric blankets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're nice. But, but you're saying that they are completely unnecessary if the building is working well to begin with. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can be in shorts and a t-shirt and be perfectly comfortable year round everywhere in your house. <sighs> so let's get back to it. Yeah, but it's not a passive house. What you grew up in wasn't a passive house. Correct. It was okay, not. so what, just, do you want to describe a little bit about, I mean, we're going to get to what passive house mm, is. That, mm. That's the purpose of our discussion. But do you want to maybe, maybe start that that kind of pathway. Which pathway? Well, you want to consult the uh, the back of the envelope that you got there. You got some topics down. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna completely oh, gonna expose get, you on the oh, air. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It. Do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> Instead of a back of the envelope calculation, it's the back of the envelope. Look, set I, of I, okay. Like, I, so yeah. I'll come. I'll come clean. Yeah. We want to talk about passive house, but there's a few ways to get into talking about this. Yeah. And there's a lot of misunderstanding of what passive house is. Yeah. So I thought it'd be interesting to to look at what. Buildings in Canada yes. have done for a long time. Sure. They weren't always as good as they are now. Yeah. So there's a process of improvement. Mm-hmm. But what intrigues me, and it just came up recently with a, a 1960s uh, building, in fact, lots of them. I think there's 180 of these particular types of buildings, sure. um, social houses. Yeah. Um, they're apartment buildings, 16 apartments per, per building. And what I figured was... And it's quite late to figure this out, so it's slightly embarrassing. But they were built in the 1960s. Yeah, they were really good buildings. They, they were actually classed. Um, Dr. Carl Rosemeyer just uh, told me just a few weeks ago that mm. they were classed as the the pinnacle of sustainability, or, or you know, words to that effect. Interesting. In their time, in the 60s, and in the 60s. Mm. Now, here's what's intriguing. Yep, they are. They've been well maintained. They are performing now today. Yeah, the same as they were when they were built. And that's a good thing. Brilliant. Yeah. It, it, it is a good thing, yeah. except that they are not insulated. Yeah. And they're not warm. Yes. But they are still performing the same as they were. Consistent is good. Mm-hmm. It's something. <laughs> it's, it's a check mark. Right. Yeah. So what we've now got is an insulation standard that came in in 1st of April, I think, 1978. Yep. And... From then on, we've improved that standard, which basically says put a bit more insulation in. A few years later, put a bit more insulation in. Sure. Now, this is the pathway that I want to get to. Is that, from your knowledge of Passive House, is that how you get to a Passive House? You just improve and improve and improve? Or what is the process to get there? Um, I'm not sure exactly what you're getting at, but um, a Passive, I mean... There's different ways to do it. You could either improve and improve and improve on and have step by step. And that's what BC is doing. Uh, British Columbia, it's one of the provinces in Canada, in case you're not aware. Um, it's all the way on the West Coast, pretty mountains, beautiful ocean, very similar to Auckland, actually, if you're in Vancouver, very similar temperatures and things like that. But they have um, their building code. It's it's not just a stagnant building code. And I mean, no building code is stagnant. Whenever you see problems, the building code code improves. But they have something called a step code. They have a an aim that they want to get to. And I think by 2030, if I'm not mistaken, they want to get to passive house level housing. Um, as the lowest legal minimum. As the lowest legal minimum, minimum yes. Um, and that's for comfort, that's for health, and that's also for energy efficiency. Because you get all three of those if you go passive house. Um, but they don't necessarily have to be registered. It's just the same equivalent energy use. 
and the same equivalent temperature inside because that's so what's still measured. That's the point. It's measured, exactly. And that's that's the whole key to Passive House. And that's the, the whole key why we try to push it because right now the building code in New Zealand, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have any actual measured things. Once you, once you build according to whatever the building code was or according to whatever the drawings were, after, you just kind of like hope and pray that it's going to be a decent uh, building, but you don't measure it. You don't test it. You don't... Well, you do. You do test two things. You oh. test the, the, the plumbing, okay. that it's not leaking. You put that under pressure before the building is going thing off. good to do, sure. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you find a leak or you show up a leak and mm-hmm. you fix it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good. And you do the same with electrical. So essentially the same thing. You put it under test and you find or, or show leaks and yeah. you fix those. That's it. That's all we do. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing that you do that because those two things will kill you if you touch an electric, uh, I mean, maybe not necessarily immediately kill you, but hey, if you get a really bad shock, you might die. Um, and then plumbing, I don't know if you'd necessarily die unless the ceiling caves in. But the point is that yeah. that's what we measure because yeah. that's that's easy to find and fix. And you see it. Yeah, it's and, very, and you see it. And yeah. it's a, yeah, yeah. But what what intrigues me here, and, yeah. and just going back to your comment about aiming at Passive House for 2030. Yeah. Just step back a tiny bit again. Sure. The buildings that we talked about before, 1960s, they're still performing the same way now. Now, can we, can we yes. today build passive houses for social houses? Of course we can. Sure. So the question is, if we do that now, they will be performing the same way for years and years and years. Yeah. In fact, for their entire lifetime. Now, that's already been shown with the first four passive houses that were built in 1991 in New Zealand in no in oh, Germany I see so the very first four got it they were built as social housing and they are still performing the same way they were designed and built so they got a birthday yeah. 25 years old sure they started to cut big sections of walls out in fact one of our team Denise was there when they were doing this really in nine. 19- uh, 2014 or 15, I think it was. Okay. But they were cutting open walls to see what was going on in the walls, to see, you know, whether they had accumulated moisture or whether there was damage. Nothing. Just Nothing. They're performing the same way that they were designed. That intrigues me because our buildings are performing the same way that they were designed, except they're not good, healthy, they're not warm, dry, comfortable. They're sturdy. So which ones? Uh, I mean, the ones that you were describing, those... Uh, oh, the older ones, The old, yes. old 1960s yes. ones, yeah, because they're made yes. out of concrete, so they're yeah. not really going to go anywhere. And, and look, I guess that's what's exciting about looking at Passive House for now, Yeah, that that standard hasn't changed since 1991, those first four buildings that were built. Why not? Because it doesn't need to be changed because it's already a very, very low energy usage target and that's ultimately what the passive house is right it's looking at the performance of the building which Mm. says to keep this building between 20 and 25 degrees you need a very small amount of energy so build it so that it will use a small amount of energy now when you say keep it between 20 and 25 do you mean like when you're home no no all the time all the time even when you're not home even when you're not home but doesn't that isn't that expensive though well, why? I'm if, just setting up these questions great, for you. I'm just yeah. lowballing them in. <laughs> well, simply, if you keep it between 20 and 25, yeah, and it's already meeting the energy target, it's a slightly tricky question. It's really simple at one level, but it's yeah. kind of tricky to get there. Yeah. You're, you're talking about a building which is not bleeding energy quickly hmm. out of the building. It keeps it in. So, if you let, let's let's talk about that for a moment because that's yeah. a, it's a great concept. Every building. Yeah. is losing all of its energy, right? Yeah. So you put heat into a building and the building eventually loses all of it. Yeah, eventually. Eventually, yes. but some lose it really quickly. Like and, mine. <laughs> yeah, like yours. But, but but a drafty building would be the classic one for that. Yeah. If it's drafty, yeah. you've got wind coming in one side and all your heat going out the other side, yep. and then you've got to reheat it again. Exactly. So that's if you were able to keep that at 20 degrees... Yeah. That would be very, very expensive to maintain that temperature. Sure. Compare that to a passive house. Yeah. Which isn't bleeding or losing energy out of the building quickly. Mm. Then you just don't need to put more in. Yeah. So it's eventually losing all of it. Yeah. 
because after a whole day or well, two or, days yeah, or whatever it might be because it's slowly moving through materials exactly. it's moving through the the windows it's moving through but it's moving through not not through drafty not through air leakage so much as through the the elements through the through the wall if you like through the wall through the windows yeah. through the so roof etc everything gets warm and it passes on that warmth to something colder exactly if you can slow down that heat loss you don't need to put so much in yeah can i tell a funny story um and what okay sorry not a funny story it's more of, more of just a piece of information that i found on the internet because i wanted to i was curious um because you don't necessarily need a large heater in a passive house to keep it at a comfortable temperature the entire year round um i wanted to know how many cats you would need to have <laughs> in your house <laughs> in your house to keep it at a certain temperature and someone because the internet is a wonderful place and everyone's done something um someone on the internet i'm shaking my head. i know you're shaking. I, I can see it um yeah that everyone else can't but yeah i can see it um so someone did the calculations for how many cats how many adult cats you need um, in your house to be able to maintain that temperature, even in the dead of winter. Um, and I think they did it for um, somewhere in the north of the UK. Um, and they calculated that it would be somewhere around 14, 15 cats. So ultimately not really sustainable because you'd have a lot of fur in your house. You'd have to, you know, a lot of kitty litter, food, etc. cetera. It'd, it'd probably stink pretty bad. But if you really wanted to and you didn't want to have a, an electric heater, just get 15 cats, put them in your house, and then you're warm well, year so round. So you either pay for the <laughs> pay for the electricity to run the heater yeah. or you pay for the food to run the cat. Exactly. One Is that other. how you describe having a cat? You run it? Yeah, it's like it's like horsepower, but cats, <laughs> cat power, I think. Uh, I think that's what it is. I, so you need I, 17 I cat power to... Like uh, running cattle, you know? <laughs> I run cats. Yeah. Is that how you, is that how you describe it? Probably. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not a cat um, rancher. Um, I don't know. Anyways, but let's let's okay, let's get right back to it because we've been talking for about 15 minutes and just confusing the heck out of the people that are listening. Um, and we've been just kind of talking and talking. Let's talk about what passive house is and what passive house isn't. Yeah. Which one do you want to start with? What it isn't or what it is? Ah, oh, look, I've heard so many confusing definite or well, not definitions as much as just you know comments about concerns yeah yeah like I what heard. what happens in a passive house and all that sort of stuff yeah i mean the two ones that i've heard most uh, often are that a passive house or an airtight house um makes it feel like you're living inside a robot and i'm not sure what that means i think they, they think it's very complicated you have to like click a lot of buttons and like do a lot of programming but that's not really what a passive house is it's just designed such that it works um, and you really don't have to you do anything don't to it. do much. Yeah. You just set it and forget it's it. It's very weird. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I might understand. I kind of understand that, that I, comment. I mean, I, I do too. Yeah. I want I actually, I, I wrote an article about this concept. I can't remember whether it ever got published yeah. um, in the last few years, but I talked okay. about a graph sure. of, of lines. Like if you imagine line graphs moving across a page and yeah. they are, going up for temperature and mm. they're going down for relative humidity and then the temperature drops in the house and the relative humidity goes up yep. and the comfort goes up and down. It and sounds like you're describing my house. Uh, well, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> that's complex. So yeah. if you want to talk about a robot or a, like to, to manage that, you've yeah. got to turn heaters on, you've got to open windows for mm -hmm. ventilation, you've got to be involved need with what's more going input, on. Need you more need more input. Yeah. And, and you've got to understand <laughs> what you're doing and you've got to have the equipment to, mm. to, to do it, to, to, to change something. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds complex to me. It does. Where I look at a passive house, and I'm not trying to sell anybody a passive house. No. I just like the fact that it's a target and it's a really good outcome for people. I mean, it's good for the building, yeah. for for the durability mm. of the building. Mm. It's good for the the energy oh. use. So good for your pocket so good, your wallet. You're not paying out, mm. you know, through the nose for the running of that. So yeah. we can talk about costs of building the things later. That's sure. fine. Yeah. But you're not, uh, you're, you're comfortable. So yeah. you've got a comfort thing. And, and if you're comfort, if you're sitting at that 20 to 25, you can change that if you really, really want to. Sure. You've got a health outcome from that. Your body's not stressed. There's a whole lot of good data around what goes on with physiologically yeah. when your body is at 
much cooler temperatures than than that for a longer period of time, for a reasonable period of time. Yeah. And if you're working from home, then you'll be much more productive if you're comfortable. Because if your feet are cold and you're constantly going to get a heater and turn it on and turn it off and blah, 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 blah. Like, like I do in my house, I get less less done because I'm always thinking, oh my God, I'm so... Which is why you love being at the office. I honestly do. And I'd rather be at home. Not that I live in a passive house, but I have a warm office. A comfortable house. So, yeah. so that's one... One way maybe of looking at that comment about the living the in a robot. I, I, there's one other part to that too, is that when the when the, the the shell or the envelope is there a better way to describe that the the, the outside the enclosure of the building mm. where the thermal where the insulation is yeah. floor walls ceiling roof whatever yeah where that is working well. You don't need to change things. And that's the difference, right, from what we just talked about. Yeah. If you've got this graph of temperature and humidity and comfort and all of that going all over the place, there's a lot to do to to try to change that. Yeah. If it's boring, it's pretty good. You'll be comfortable. If it's boring temperature, yeah. you'll be comfortable. If it's boring humidity, set, you know, just at, at the right comfortable between 40 and 60% yep. approximately, it's comfortable. And your house will be happy as well because you'll get less condensation, less mold, etc. Yeah. Well, okay. a passive house oh. is no condensation. Correct. And that's part of the design. No mold. It is part of the design. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you a little story on that one. Okay. There was a one of the one of the early uh, passive houses uh, built in Auckland. Yeah. The owner moved in. I had a lot to do with the project. Um, the owner moved in, this and soon in after that. What's that, Jake? Auckland, you said? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Just over in uh, over East Auckland. Sure. Uh, the, the, the owner said to me, oh, you know, I was sold this idea that there would be no condensation in the house. And I, I looked at him and I was like, well, what, what do you mean? What's going on? He said, we get condensation in the bathroom when we have a shower. Okay. And I... Looked condensation where? Yeah, exactly. Condensation okay. where? Yeah. Now that's a that's it's a key consideration that you hear this idea in a passive house that there is no condensation. That is correct. There is yeah. no condensation forming on surfaces that are like windows or walls. Sure, you don't get condensation forming. But mm-hmm. if you pull a bottle of wine or a beer or a bottle of milk, whatever you like, out of the fridge and you stick it on the table inside a passive house, yeah, guess what? You get condensation forming on the outside of that. And because we talked about this weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get condensation forming on a cold surface, a cold element which is below or lower than the dew point. Yeah. So let's not get into that technical stuff again. Okay. But the point there is that if you if you breathe on the glass of the shower, let's sure. say, yeah. you'll get condensation forming there. And that was what he was talking about. I see. I was told <laughs> I wouldn't get any condensation forming in my passive house. I see. Well, actually, you're just not quite understanding yeah. what that what that comment, which is true, actually means in reality. Yeah. So, no, no condensation on the external surfaces while the interior side of the external surfaces during regular use. Yeah. Um, but when you open the oven and you have your glasses on... They're going to fog and, up. You know, they're going to fog up. It's I mean, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So look, that's one part. So sure. the, the whole robot thing, that's a good good um, thing to just understand that actually passive houses are remarkably simple. Yeah. They don't need a whole lot of stuff to be done to them mm. to keep them where they are. They do run gen- well, almost always, certainly for New Zealand conditions. Yeah. They're going to have a ventilation system. Yeah. So you've got this well-insulated building envelope. Yes. And it's not drafty. No. So you do need to introduce ventilation. Yeah. Now, it, you can open windows and doors anytime you like. That's another fallacy that you I can't gonna, open. Yeah, well, that's another one. Let, yeah. Let's get to that because we'll I that hear one. that all the time. Yeah. But, but you will have a ventilation system you which is to. pulling yeah. air out of your bathroom mm-hmm. to take that moisture away. Sure. And out of the kitchen area, not through the range hood, but for other reasons, other other reasons regarding the cleanliness of the system, but yes. out of the kitchen area yep. and putting fresh air back into every other room in the house, essentially. So yeah. ev- every living and, and bedroom uh, area. Now, yeah, you're going to ask a question. No, I was going to say that um, some people who think that um, if you have an airtight house, it'll feel stuffy or it'll feel uncomfortable or you'll be suffocated in there. But 
what you just described is the reason why that's not the case because yeah. you you purposely design mechanical ventilation to introduce fresh air in so that you always have fresh clean good to breathe air and you don't feel stuffy it just feels comfortable that's, that's all. right that's right yeah you know the best way maybe the a, a good analogy for that would be a car yeah if you if you drive in your car, well, yeah. you don't even need to drive. Sure. Just go and sit in your car out on the driveway. Yeah. Close the doors, close the windows, yeah. and just sit. Is the car don't, off? Don't turn it on. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. No fan running. Just sit. Yeah. How long does it take to get uh, uncomfortable? Gosh, maybe five minutes. Actually, maybe. Actually, I, I I did this to my kids accidentally. Sure. I called into a mediation meeting a couple of years back, and, and I left the kids. It was very, very last minute. It was yeah. middle of winter. Mm. I left my two lads in the car. Yeah. Well, I went into this meeting sure. and uh, I went back out to the car after the meeting and, and it was rank. I mean, it was... <laughs> Stinky like, little boys, eh? But they didn't notice. <laughs> they didn't notice at all. They yeah. were in it. Sure. But it was steamed up like you wouldn't believe. It was just one of those, like, really, boys? Come on. You could have... You could have cracked open a window. You could have opened the door. Nah. But they didn't. But there was water running down the windows. Of course. It wasn't, it wasn't very long. Sure. The point there is it will be stuffy in that car if you don't ventilate. Yeah. Now, the car is a great analogy for another few things around passive houses. Sure. If you drive your car at 100 kilometers an hour down the road, windows closed, it's not drafty in your car. Well, a really old car, yes. Sure. But a new a modern, modern car, decent car. Yeah. They are not drafty. In fact, no. they're not even noisy, right? No. You don't have Air wind noise. They've been, they've noise. been designed mm. really well yep. to cope with the conditions that they're in. And tested. And test, yeah. yeah. Oh, meeting standards. I know, well, right? Okay. Well, let, let's not let's yeah, not go yeah. quite too sure. far down that track. But the point there is that they are they are airtight. Mm. But if you don't turn the fan on, then it gets they really will be stuffy. Yeah. As you drive at a hundred kilometers an hour. Sure. So if you think about that as a home, yeah. If you sit your home on the top of a hill. If you build there, sure. And you've got one hundred kilometer an hour wind past the house. Are we talking Wellington here? Oh, well, a windy spot. I see. Let's go Piha. I see. Sure. 62 and a half meters a second. What does that equate to? That's a couple hundred kilometers an hour. That's, Is it that's, really? that's a design wind speed for out there oh, on the top of the hill. Yeah. Hey, so get, don't, don't get, don't, let's, let's <laughs> not digress. So you drive, sorry, you're not driving. You, you, you park your, your house now yes. on the top of a hill. Sure. And you push air across that at a hundred kilometers an hour. Yeah. Should it be drafty inside? No. Technically not. Yeah. But you need to ventilate. Yes. So that's where the ventilation comes in. And if you can extract from your bathroom, you take moisture out. If you extract from the kitchen, you take moisture and particulates from cooking Mm -hmm. out and but even just breathing, just living in your house, just being alive, you are generating moisture. You're putting wetness, you're putting water into the air. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Air New Zealand have have measured that. They know exactly how much, not exactly, but they've got a really good idea of how much people are breathing out just sitting on the plane. And and the the reason they know that is that the plane gets heavier uh-huh. every time they fly. No. Yeah, true. Really? They, they put dehumidifiers oh, cool. in the planes sure. to take moisture out and it accumulates in the skin of the or in the in the fabric Mm-hmm. In the insulation layer yeah. around the outside of the plane or yeah. on the inside of the outside. What is the inside of the outside? The, the s- interstitial plane? The interstitial the, layers the, between? Yeah. Um, I, I like the plane part of it. Yeah, that. Yeah. that was really good. <laughs> um, it seems like you're trying to say that uh, that airplanes are airtight or something like that and people don't die. Well, that's interesting. I know. Weird, right? Because oh. they're ventilated. Right. Anyways. But they are ventilated Correct. adequately for the number of people. And that's an interesting metric for Passive House. Yes. You take the number of people that are likely to be in the building. Yes. And then you also take a, what's the other number? It's like it's a, it's a 30 cubic meters per hour, I think, metric, depending on the usage of the building. Okay. So there are two, there are two elements there. So normally. How much air needs to go in and out, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Oh, actually, I heard just in the last few days, I read a commentary about the number of air changes per hour mm. that were occurring in a, a passive house in the UK. Yeah. And the person said, yeah, we have six uh, entire changes of air every hour a- in our passive house. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's the, You're misunderstanding that. It was a written quote. I wasn't responding to this. I see. But- what it is, what you are looking for in a passive house is approximately a third of the whole 
air volume of the building yeah. moved out of the building and replaced with fresh air every hour. About, okay. about a third, up to a half. So, so every three hours you get a full cycle. Full cycle, that's yeah. right. And that number is a really carefully measured, that's an, actually it's an ASHRAE standard from the States, yeah. looking at the number of air changes. It's actually 0.35 if you want to get really accurate. That's, that's kind of the minimum normal. A little bit faster than that. You can speed it up yeah. to be a bit faster than that. You know, I kind of, I guess if you like, you know, like in your car, yeah. number one, speed up a turn bit. two, number, number three, yeah, to, yeah. to push a bit more air yeah. um, past you. And you can use that to a degree, to a small degree, to cool during the summer. So like if you have a party and you have, you know, 15 people at home, actually 10 now because we're only in level two. So uh, only, you have the maximum 10, but your house is designed for two people to live there most of the time. Maybe you want to crank up that fan a little bit, get a little bit more fresh air. That's right. Yeah. Oh, hey. Well, you could open the windows. Exactly. Oh. So, okay, let's get let's get to that yeah, part. Yeah, let's go. So, that's the other thing that I've that I've seen You in, can't open the windows. Oh, yeah. No, so I've I've seen this online because I posted one of those 130 step lessons talking about mechanical ventilation and talking about passive house and things. Um, and also in meetings when we're talking about passive house, um, people are concerned that they need to keep the house closed all the time. And that's that's not what you need to do for a passive house. The passive house is is designed to be very comfortable even in the depths of winter with a hundred kilometer an hour wind outside at the worst possible scenario. The same way that you design a building so that during an earthquake it doesn't fall down, you're designing your house so that it's comfortable even when it's the worst conditions outside. And if it was the worst conditions outside, you could, if you wanted to, open your window. I mean, you could if you wanted to. If you were crazy. Well, why would you want to do that? But the other thing that I, that I keep telling people is that during the summer, when it's a beautiful 23 degree uh, day outside and it's comfortable and you want some fresh air, pop those windows open, pop, open every door, open every window, feel free. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you could turn off the mechanical systems, but generally it doesn't really make a difference. We don't turn ours off. Yeah. Now, again, we're not in a, we're not living in a certified passive house, Sure. but we're living in a, a comfortable, but it has a full uh, ventilation system like yeah. we've just been describing. Yeah. Something which is ducted, it has balanced air ventilation. being air balanced ventilation. It's yeah. pulling air out of the bathrooms and yeah. out of the kitchen area and back into the bedrooms and yeah. living area. And that, it's a really interesting one with the summer mm. because we close our window we, we open to flush a bit of heat out sure. it's a renovation so it hasn't been designed particularly well for shading so we get a bit of overheating sure. in the top floor but we 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 open the windows and doors on that top floor when we get home mm. and that flushes out a little bit of the heat yeah but then we close up because we get a whole lot of mosquitoes ah true and when we close up we've still got a ventilation system running. Mm-hmm. So we still have airflow for effectively cooling. Still so fresh at, air. At that point, mm-hmm. it's it's only cool outside air coming directly in, whereas most of the time it's going through the heat exchanger in the system. Got so it. in winter, so right now, uh, right now, I'm looking outside and it's still sunny. But, it's beautiful yeah, outside. <laughs> but, but usually, usually we are well below 20 degrees sure. on our external temperature, 10, e- even 12. in Auckland. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, yeah. looking at it year round, I think in February, in February, we don't even, so it's the hottest month in New Zealand, yep. right? The average monthly temperature is still below 20 degrees in February in our hottest month. Average. That's from Niwa data. Average across the day month. Day and night. Day and night across the month. Yeah. Which means ultimately that we are losing more heat out of the building yeah. than we are gaining. Now, of course, we gain a lot if it's in the sun. Sure. A lot of energy that way. Sometimes but too much. air temperature, mm. just take air temperature. We, we lose more towards the outside than we do coming back towards the inside yeah. year round. It's only when you go to uh, Whangarei and Kaitaia is yeah. the two bigger centers north from here yeah. that you get that just in February, mm-hmm. 20.2 degrees in both of those centers. You get an extra 0.2. 0.2. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, that okay. was details. Yeah. But in winter, we've got... The air coming into the house mm. is going through a, a heat exchanger, which doesn't. There's no moving parts no. really. There's, it's just air passing over uh, what would look like a radiator in a car. Sure. The air passes over the the fins that are running one they direction. The air doesn't mix. There's no mixing, so your your fresh air stays fresh, but it gets warmed up on the way through that. Again, no moving parts except for two fans. Yep. One pushing air one way 
out of the house, one pulling air into the house. Mm -hmm. So it's filtered and it's pre-warmed as it comes in. And then we add a bit more heat to the house inside mm. to keep it up at 20, 22 degrees, kind of 21, heat? 22. Uh, we've got a bit of underfloor heating. Nice. And yeah, it oh, is really nice because so we've got tiles through about 50 square meters oh. of the lower floor. So 150 square meter house yeah. in total over two floors. So jealous. <laughs> well, well, I, I'm, I'm not sure because a lot of people come in and, and like generally if you have underfloor heating yeah. in New Zealand, yeah. it's really expensive to run. Sure. Why? Because it all goes away. It all just leaves your house. You're losing it really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But if you have a nice airtight, well-insulated house, it'll it'll warm. It stays. Yeah. And that's all you need to warm. You just have those underfloor heatings and it'll keep the whole house warm because the air circulates because hot air rises. And this is not a passive house. Again, no. just want to put that out there. This is yeah. a moderately comfortable. No, sorry. It's, it's actually pretty comfortable. Yeah. But it does cost us more to keep that heat or to keep that temperature mm. than if it were better designed. If we'd spent more time or or if we'd built new, to be fair, it would be yeah. a lot easier. It's kind of hard to fit into an old one. You can do oh, it. Oh, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. It's but a, a little bit more complicated. Yep. But certainly easier. So let's get to, there's one other thing with that. Sure. I can't hear or I won't hear the birds. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's one I've come across. I mean, okay. So personally- I love birds. They're great. But if you can hear the birds, then I'll talk about my situation. Um, at 5.30 in the morning on a Thursday morning for some reason, that's when the garbage uh, the garbage uh, people come to, to drag all these garbage things and smashing things, like crushing things. And, and the, the, it's the loudest thing at 5.30 in the morning. You're quite good at those sound effects. Have you been practicing them? <laughs> I mean, you know, I've done, I've done some things here or there. Um, but yeah, no, it's just... It's deafening. And I mean, I love hearing birds, but I'll open my windows when it's a comfortable day and when there's no, you know, construction noise, road noise, whatever it is. And then I'll listen to the birds or just like I'll, I'll put on my stereo and listen to bird noises if I really want to. Um, I don't know. That's that's how I feel about it. But what do you what do you what were you, what's your opinion? Uh, no, it's it's intriguing because technically the yeah. person who said that is well, not technically, practically they're uh -huh. right. Yeah, they're, they're right. You 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 insulate yourself from the birds, but you've just pointed out the positive of that. You insulate from the rubbish truck noise sure. or that, whatever else, or just insulate from the outside because sometimes there's stuff outside that you don't want to hear, feel, smell, etc. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, look, it's intriguing. Yeah, it's just an intriguing concept that you could have. A, a separation and I think this is what we're just simply not used to yeah. in New Zealand a true separation yeah. from inside to outside and that's mm. for heat and it's for in some cases noise if yeah. you need it sure. to be but again if you want to listen to the birds open then window. open your window and and that's a thing that I hear a lot and if you're um, if you're a real estate agent the way that you sell a really air leaky, really uninsulated house is you say it has really great indoor outdoor flow onto the balcony. Oh. And I know, right? And the thing is, if you have a passive house, you can have that indoor outdoor flow, just open the doors and, it, and it's perfectly fine. But on the days that it's, you know, five degrees outside and you want to be comfortable inside your house without a jumper on, you just close those doors and then open them up when it's comfortable outside. So Anyways, look, the very best one that I ever heard was <laughs> yeah. if the power goes out, yes. you'll suffocate. Um, no. Or no, the question was, you know, <laughs> will will you suffocate mm. when the air go when the power goes out? No. Ah. Oh, It'll mean, take you hours with it closed. Well days even. Um that's exactly before you suffocate. So I wrote a response to that. I, I wrote an article Did around you do the calculations. That. Oh, it was fun. It really? was fun. Interesting. I, I, I said I said, um, you know, it was that whole idea of of dying. Of, of uh, hang on, which way around does it go? Dying of starvation. Sure. That's at 21 days or 30 days or something. That's how long it I, takes. It's incredible. Okay. Uh, but then you die of lack of water in three days, I think. Is it 30 days food, three days water? You're asking and, me questions I don't know And three to, minutes air, right? Sure. Okay, so is there still air in your house? Absolutely oh, there is. yes. Like the a power, lot of it. But the power went out. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's still air there. And then, so what, what I said was, I was just being really cheeky, but yeah. if you can walk to a door 
within 21 <laughs> days or 30 days, whatever I said, you'll be okay. Yeah. Like, what do you think would happen if yeah. the power goes out? Immediately, all the, the air the turns down. It's yeah, all I just, know. It's just crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, look, that, that was a comment. It, it cracked me up at the time. Sure. I probably... I don't know. I don't know whether that was a public question or whether that was, you know, just a I comment know. that I that I'd seen. We won't, we won't out anyone for. Uh, so that, for that was that. a goodie. Like, yeah. if, if the power goes out, will you suffocate in a passive house? Yeah. Well, let's see. Hmm. Can you open a window or open a door or just go outside for half a second or? No, but you don't really. even need to. You don't. You could stay in the house and it would just become stuffy. <laughs> sure. Eventually. 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 But the power would if probably you, go back if on. If you had 16 cats, it might be stuffy a little bit faster. Yeah, Peter. you might start getting sneezy. <laughs> might start getting that pet dander, all those uh, all those things. Okay, so are we going to talk about how to build one, but how to build a, a passive house here in Auckland? Um Let's not even go yeah. towards the South Island because, I mean, yeah. We uh, don't care about the South? Is that no, what you're saying? No, we do. We do. It's, oh. the, the only reason I say Auckland is because I keep on telling people it's really, 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 like, really easy to build a passive house in Auckland because the temperature, the lowest temperature in the winter is, what, five degrees? Oh. It might go below freezing every few years. Yep. Yeah, and then the the hottest temperature in the summer that I've seen, I've only been here for a year and a half, I'll, I'll admit that, um, is about 28 maybe 30, maybe just over 30. And so... twenty. I think 27 is a very warm day in Auckland. Yeah, and everyone yeah. complains about it. And I'm just well, like outside yeah, you're in a t-shirt. It. Ooh, yeah. wow, it's nice. Yeah, you know, um, if it's a bit humid, it's <laughs> slightly, yeah. But hey, you're right. It's yeah. a very temperate climate. In fact, yeah. in the Passive House files, as you as you start looking at the designs, it, it calls our climate warm temperate. Yeah. Now, I better be right with that. So, but <laughs> but let's be. just qualify that. It's yeah. not... Cool. I mean, this is a, a passive house definition for the world, for, for worldwide yeah. um, building of passive houses. But I, I want to clear something up. You cannot just call something a passive house and it will be a passive house. Yes, I, I agree with you there because passive house is a registered, tested, you have to send the information to Germany. Um, someone has to check it and then they say, yes, you have a passive house and they check mark it. They give you a stamp. I and don't know what it is. on the design Yes. first. Yes. You have rigorous checking on the design to make sure that it can meet the target. By some random person that you don't know, yep. that you can't say, hey, yep. let's just like, you know, yep. pretend. How about I pay you a bit more? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't know this person. It's a random yep. person. And then? Well, and then, so you, you build yep. and you need to use the materials that were designed. Correct. Use the details that were designed and Correct. checked. Now, that sounds really... Uh, straightforward rigorous or whatever well oh. yeah well, bo- well both ways right i mean it's actually straightforward you're saying it's straightforward i'm saying it's uh, it may be a little bit rigorous well it is it yeah. is it's it's exacting but the point in this is you end up with a building which does not take much energy at all to heat or cool mm-hmm. and to maintain that temperature because you designed it either on a computer or you can do it by hand i think like on on paper um i would never do that but you could um and then that design gets checked and then the house has to be built exactly per that design because that's what has been designed to do the thing that you want it to do, which is use a certain amount of energy and keep the house at a certain temperature and keep uh, the condensation away. And then once you build it, you have to test it to make sure that it's going to do the same thing. And so that is air tightness testing. Yeah. Is there any other testing? Nope. That's really? it. That's all no, you need. That's it. It's an air tightness test yeah. to show that it's not going to be a drafty building. Sure. And and I mean not drafty. I mean it's not going to be drafty. Yeah. But it's a it's a um let's call it airtight, yeah. which is just at the opposite end of the spectrum yeah. of air leaky, drafty, not very drafty, like starting a 19- to get starting to get like I mean like a 1910s villa. Like that's all kinds of air blows through that and that, it oh, works, yeah. but it's not comfortable. Yeah, well the building's yeah. dry because it's yeah. got lots of air through to dry it out. Sure. 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 But not mm. comfortable. You're mm. right. Yeah. Not not well, yeah. So so that's so that's maybe something that puts people off. That yeah. there's a, a there's a fairly rigorous design process to go through. Yeah. But the outcomes, and again, the first four uh, passive house buildings, it's it's one building of mm. four townhouses, so mm-hmm. uh, three-story uh, townhouses. They were passive houses. And the reason they were built, the reason that the whole uh, energy target was, was put in place was because of, depending on which way you, the language that you use around this, was because of energy poverty or 
um, people not being able to pay to heat their fuel house. Fuel poverty. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you don't have a lot of money, then you have to try and keep your house warm. It's not good for you. And you end up with health problems and health care. If you don't do this, you mean? That's right. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the intent was initially, how do we do, how do we build something which does not cost much, if anything. And you don't have to rely on the tenants to open the windows and turn on a heater every so There's often. Nothing and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it There's nothing works. to do. It's just, it's just working. Yeah. You change the filters in that mechanical ventilation system, yeah. maybe every six months. Yeah. Depends a little bit where you are. Depends sure. on how clean that air is sure. that you're pulling into the building. Mm. But that's a whole lot better than, than relying on opening windows to ventilate. Uh, which generally don't get used from yeah. what we understand, what we know. Mm-hmm. They don't get used because you don't want to introduce cold air from cold outside, outside yeah. or or for privacy or mm. security, mm. all of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So w- once again, let's, let's get back to it. So here in Auckland, um, the way to build a passive house, like it's not as complicated as it sounds. A lot of people are scared off by it because it sounds like it's this huge mountain to climb. And really... To be honest, we've done the modeling on this. You need code minimum insulation in your walls. Uh, I, no, a little bit disagree. more than code minimum. No, oh. no, I, I think that's a little bit misleading. Oh, okay, I, Slow down. I, I okay. agree. It's possible. Okay, I'd say it's possible. I see. But you can't just assume that you can get there. Now, anybody Fair. who's ever looked at passive housing and actually in the design process for Auckland, yeah. will be laughing and saying you guys are nuts. Yeah. Well, you, they'll be right if they are looking at at single dwelling like uh, you know one house yeah one house on its own yeah does require more than code minimum insulation to meet uh, the passive house standard I see. so let's because let's, there's so many surfaces on the outside yeah, that that's it's right. leaking to look i got gotcha. you e- even if that is a, a square box okay ugh, yeah. sounds terrible architecturally know, right? but even if if it's a square box yeah. it's got six sides that are that are losing energy yeah outwards yeah. from the inside. So you put heat in and it can go down through the floor. It can go out through the walls okay. and it can go up through the ceiling. Let me correct yeah. myself then. Go Let on. me correct myself. If you have an apartment building ah. um, and you have an apartment, it's really easy to do a passive house for all those apartments um, because you only have one side or maybe two sides or maybe three sides yep, yep. Um, that are to the exterior. Anyways, but you you're don't right. Have you're to right. Do, yeah. you, you don't need as much insulation. Correct. But, but just yeah. to be really clear, yes. your you, your your design process yeah. is looking at the 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 elements of that building yes. and how much heat they let through. And you're calculating that. And you're calculating it really it's carefully. It's not just hoping. It's not just no, praying. No, it's not just a guess. Which is why I'm saying, hey, you can't just say mm. this crazy thing about a code minimum for Auckland. Oh, all right. And, okay. and, 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 and I said that before. You can't call it a passive house and it will be a passive house. True. No. Yes. You have to design that Correct. so that the building yeah. and its elements windows the way that the cladding is attached to the building mm-hmm. the way that the insulation is 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 in a continuous manner around the building yeah. you need to design that and then check it with the passive house calculator which tells you where your energy is being lost yeah so I agree you are right. Sure. You can. In certain circumstances. In certain circumstances. And then as soon as you start turning corners, you start to need more insulation. Sure. If you make a really big window, then you have to compensate with more insulation in your walls. If you have really tiny windows, then you can have less insulation in your walls. Because there, there's, a, there's a give and take between how much insulation you have here, how much insulation, and how much R value in all the different places are uh, around the building. And then also the, the thermal bridging, like if you have your concrete slab that's exposed to the outside, then that's going to leak a whole bunch of heat. So yeah, going into Passive House, you have to go through this design. You have to put it into this calculator, and you have to make sure that you design this is exactly how much energy will be lost per day per uh, whatever it is and this is how much heat it's going to take yeah. to keep it at a certain temperature yeah, that's right so but it's just it's not just heat to keep it at a certain temperature it's energy apartment uh, buildings true. are fascinating with that because if you if you have one entire wall of apartments yeah. on a i mean even a 6 or 10 story apartment building sure. if that's facing west you're it's going to be afternoon. collecting all of the afternoon sun. Sure. So you have to factor that in because part of the passive house uh, uh, certification process is to be able to say the building, the apartments in this 
case in this example mm. are not overheating mm. which which overheating is, is more than 25 degrees yeah so over 25 degrees is classed as overheating yeah and you've got a certain percentage of time that it's per okay yeah. to be more than 25 degrees yeah right yeah, 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 yeah. so you've got to consider how much so so usually yes. and take go go back to your car example yeah you sit your car out in the sun, leave it yeah. out in the sun for a bit, mm-hmm. then jump in. Yeah. What temperature is it? It's going to be hot. freaking hot. Yeah. You know, you don't want to sit on the on the black leather sure. in your car. Shoot, you've got a flash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a flash car. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah. it's really hot because you let the sun in. Sure. And then that, that heat stays in. But if so you that, park it in the shade. But if you park it in the shade. It'll and, be cooler. And housing, or if you have tinted windows. Well, tinted windows will help. Yeah. But... You need to measure that carefully. Oh, so it's the same. It's this, this whole thing about how much energy do I want into the building? Yeah. And how much energy do I want to keep out of the building? Sure. And then the glazing does certainly help with that. And you balance that f- throughout the year for the place that you're designing for. So here in New Zealand, I mean, we're not going to talk about how the UV is the highest in the world here because it's, uh-uh, it's, it's not, not entirely true. It's not entirely true. It is high, though. It is it is in, you know, higher than than a lot of places, um, higher than probably Europe where where Passive House was designed uh, or certain parts of Europe, like northern Europe. Southern Europe gets gets pretty high UVs. But anyways, um, yeah, you have to balance it here in, in New Zealand. You have to have shading on the outside. You have to think about how much sun is coming into those those uh, yeah. those windows. And and th- this is one really big distinction with yeah. this concept that you hear about, which is um, the passive solar. Oh. And that is a totally different animal yeah. to passive house or certified passive house. Sure. So passive solar mm. was the idea from the 70s uh, that, that uh, you know, on face value, it looks sensible. Wow, the sun is warm. Yeah. So get that into your house Bring to inside. warm up the house. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really good. The problem with that is you can't necessarily predict mm. what the sun is going to do. It might be cloudy. Does that mean you're cold? It might be, uh, it, I mean, there's a whole host of factors around that. But ultimately, ultimately, mm. it's guesswork and design to make that work really well. That's and the thing, yeah. the people who... Because there are some passive solar houses that that uh, can work, yeah. But they are very heavily dependent on what the occupants or the owners or whoever are doing yeah. every day yeah. to make that. If you want a complex house, yeah. if you want a robotic house, yeah, do that because you you've got to be so engaged in closing curtains and, o- and 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 Open opening windows. Window. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it just goes <laughs> on and on. A passive house, let's call it boring. Yeah, you don't need to be involved. In fact, that's the passive that's maybe. Point. That's the passive part. The yeah. building is doing the work. Yeah. You don't need to be involved. It just does the right thing. You can open windows when you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that kind of answer? What was I, your- think, I think that, that gets most of the way to it. I mean, I feel like people will still have questions for us afterwards. But you can all you can look at it this online. There's tons of information online about passive houses, how they work, how they're designed, what you need to do, what you need to consider. Yep. And... And you can go, I think there's a few around New Zealand. There might be some that um, are Airbnb-able. Um, yes, like there you is. Can, you can rent yep, them out. There are. And you can at least one. I'm pretty sure there's one in Wanaka. Yeah. Uh, good time to be doing that. The other one you can do to to find information on that, there's a really good book. It's an e-book that you can download or you yeah. can buy uh, hard copies. Yeah. Uh, it's written by Jason Quinn, okay. who is a he's ex NASA. He's he's literally a rocket scientist. Literally, but but <laughs> but he's not just smart. He can actually talk and discuss and cool. engage. He's super engaging. Yeah. So his book yeah. is about the passive houses that have been built in New Zealand so far. Yeah, and it was published maybe eighteen months ago. Okay, I'm not dead sure oh, on that. Recent, but it was about twenty five or so uh, houses. That had been built up until that point. Yeah. That built built to the certified passive house standard. Sure. And it discusses uh, what they are. It discusses what the materials, uh, you know, that have been used in those buildings and how much energy they use and how, how much, much money they spend. Well, you already know how much energy they use because it's designed. Because it's designed. It has now, to be under a certain amount. What? What? I guess let's clarify that a little bit. There's yeah. a there's a number yes. there which is it says. The, the passive house, one of the metrics in passive house is mm. you will consume less than 15 kilowatts of energy, so kilowatt hours of energy per square meter of your floor area in that house. Mm-hmm. Now, 
that's a really low number yeah. compared with normal housing if they were to be heated to 20 to 25 degrees. Which so it's a here in New very, Zealand, very small number. I mean, like sometimes you heat it up to that when you're home, but I mean, generally it's yeah. getting But this is no day. effort. Like 15 kilowatts per per square meter is is no effort to yeah. get there and, and really no cost or, or super low there. cost. Yeah. Now, the point there is... You take all of those buildings that's, yeah. uh, that are in Jason's book. You can find that on sustainable engineering, one word, sustainable engineering dot, ouch, dot org or dot nz or dot net. Better find that out. Just Google it. Just Google it. You'll find it. Sustainable engineering, Jason Quinn. But every building in that book meets that energy target because if it doesn't, then it's not certified. Then it's not a certified passive house. It'll meet that or beat it. So mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be fifteen or lower. Yeah. To 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 meet the passive house criteria. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's actually a target. It's yeah. a really interesting and 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 sensible target. Challenging. Yeah. In housing and as you've pointed out, not incredibly challenging for bigger buildings. Yeah. And that's simply because they've got more shared area shared walls, across yeah. that that uh, building structure. So So just to, just to really reiterate. Okay. So we talked about the insulation. So, you know, if it's a apartment building, it doesn't have to be much more than code minimum. Um, Uh, I'm going to clarify one more thing there. Oh gosh. (laughs) No, no, really? No. One more thing there. Yeah. You can't put that insulation between timber studs or between steel studs. You can't get away with a poor method of building. Yeah. If you want to try and use that amount of insulation, you, you would have thermals, to put yeah. that in a single, continuous, unbroken. That's all of those th- three things I just repeated yep. myself three They're times. All the same thing. <laughs> blanket, a yeah. blanket of insulation. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine a puffer jacket that you put on, yeah. it's an unbroken, largely unbroken blanket of insulation that you put around you. Yeah. You can only mm. reduce the amount of insulation or, or, or look at lower levels, lower thicknesses of insulation if it's, it's continuous. continuous. So that's the insulation part of it. The other part is good glazing. So you need double glazing here. Um, yep. You don't really need triple glazing. Doesn't need to. Not in Auckland. Not in Auckland. But that's not the issue, right? The yep. issue in a window is the. The joinery. Definitely the joinery. The framing. Yeah. Yeah. So the outside portion, if it's made of just straight aluminium, it Forget bleeds it. the heat so well. So you can't do that. You know what? Even if you're not targeting a passive house, yeah. if you just want to build a house which is. Stop using straight aluminium. Just, just put don't. a thermal break broken. Yeah. Or put vinyl, PVC, or put timber, because timber uh, windows are beautiful. You have to paint them a little bit more often. They have to be maintained, yep. but beautiful. Um, okay, so windows, walls, um, the insulation, um, that goes for the roof as well. So you have to have good good roof insulation. Um, the other thing is air tightness. So you have to make sure that there's not uncontrolled wind blowing through your walls, between the window yep. and the walls, between the and wall and that's the roof. Right. And that's simply a defined number, a yeah. target, again, that yeah. you meet. And yes. that's a pass or or... Exactly. Uh, fail. Are we allowed to say fail on the on the podcast? It's not is that a, like swear a thing. Word. I think it's okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, then the other thing is, is you have to have some mechanical ventilation, obviously, because if you're making it airtight in any situation, whether it's passive house or not, if you're making an airtight building, you need to have that ventilation so that it doesn't get stuffy, so that it doesn't get moist, it doesn't get condensation. Yep. And then once you have all those things, that's basically passive house. And that brings me into the last thing that I want to mention. And you were talking to me about it before. Um, there's a lot of builders or um, people that are selling houses that say it has passive house principles. Is that is that the word oh, they use? For crying or out loud! Pra- what the hang is a passive house principle? Yeah. That's a non. That's a nonsense. It means it's not nothing. a thing. Yeah, it's actually not a thing at all. And if someone's telling you that, immediately be skeptical because they're not. If it's passive house, it's passive house. If it's not passive house, it's not passive house. If oh, it's got if an if an architect tries to sell you a building which has passive house principles, they right. are talking absolute nonsense. And yes. I'll tell you why. It's why? really simple. Not just architects. So like we're not just singling well, you guys. Sure, out. sure. Well, yeah. no, no, but but you yeah. know who who's selling a passive house? I mean, it's uh, you know, real estate agent let, let, sometimes. Let's, let's talk about what yeah. that actually is. Mm. If if somebody says that they're talking nonsense, here's why: a building is a good building mm-hmm. or a poorly performing building. One it's or the other. just good or well. I mean, I, there's, yeah. there's a I haven't really thought there's through how to how to answer this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've you've thrown it at me. Um, I could take it if you want. Well, go, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Go for so it. with the passive house principles, what I think they're trying to say, or what they're trying to convince you of, is that 
you know, it has certain bits and bobs, certain bits and pieces of the passive what, house. like a thermally broken... It has thermally broken of, window frames. Well, that's or, not passive house principles. Or it has uh, um, a balanced air, um, uh, what's it called? HRV, a heat recovery ventilator. Or uh. it has good insulation. Or it has this. But or that's it has not that. a principle of passive house. That's a principle of a good building. Correct. That's just good building technique or not even technique, yeah. just materials. And to some degree technique. So yeah. where those materials sit within the building and how they're designed in. Yeah. But that's just a good building. There is, it's it's nothing to do with passive house. It's just that when you aim at a passive house, yeah. you meet that target or you don't meet that target. Yeah. That makes it a passive house. There is no such thing as a passive house Principles. principle. It's and nonsense. So the key that, uh, that I need to really, really make clear is the fact that you cannot cherry pick little bits and pieces. You can have good insulation, but you also need good ventilation. You also need good windows. You also need good joinery. You also yeah. need a good roof. Okay, so let's, let's cover those. To be there. Yes. What we talk about is air tightness. Yes. That's the first thing you need. Continuous air tightness, yes. which means it just it, it doesn't have leaky points in yes. there. Insulation. Yes. And continuous insulation is by far the best way to go. You can do it between the studs, between timber studs, but you need a lot more insulation to get the insulation value that you need yeah. because those wood studs or those steel studs bleed more, more uh, heat. Yep. Go on. Well, you, you need to keep the water out. So that, that's that's an easy one. I we mean, think we're okay at that in New Zealand. Pretty it's, good, actually. Yeah, not, not too bad. Working yeah. on it. Not and as efficient as you could be. A little then, too many bits of Ventilation. Yeah. So continuous ventilation. Yeah. And then heating. Yeah. So so what did we just cover there? Air tightness. Yes. Insulation. Yes. Ventilation. Yeah. And heating. Yeah. I, I took the middle one out about the weather tightness because that, that's a that's a bit that's of a, a given. given. That's well, a it's given. interesting because our building code is a performance driven or performance standard. So it says in E2 external moisture, yeah. keep moisture out of the building. Yeah. I mean, you can't do better than that. Yeah. So that's an interesting concept in itself. It is. You can't do better than E2. And I didn't say keep the building E2 AS1. AS1 is. Yeah. So E2, keep yeah. water out of the building. Mm. E3 is the internal moisture. That's why you and need that, that ventilation. Yep, yeah, that's the ventilation part. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a combination of heat. All of those clauses, yeah. well, certainly H1, which is the energy efficiency, which generally generally is, is talking about insulation. Mm. Insulation and internal moisture and heating and ventilation all go together. They, they all, go all hand in hand. sit together and they have to work together. You can't do one of those things yeah. and expect a good outcome. You've got to do all of them. Well, you could have a, a, a house with insulation that's three meters thick, um, but if you don't have a heating source inside, it's going to stay cold um, because there's no heating source. Um, if you have that much much insulation and really good air tightness, but no ventilation, you're going to have condensation everywhere in your building. So you have to have mm, all the things. Yeah, yeah. So when someone says passive house principles, principles it's not a thing. Run, look run at, away. Look at them and say that's not a thing. Yeah. Look <laughs> at them and say, that they, is it a good, well-designed building? Is or it is a it passive not? house or is it not? Correct. And if it's not, yes. that doesn't mean it's a bad building. No. It just means it hasn't met the, or it's not targeting or hasn't met the passive house standard certified or, passive house. You could also do the whole design per the passive house planning package and then just not get it registered if you don't feel like sending it to Germany and feel like paying for it. I personally but would. But you can't call it a certified passive you house. Cannot. You cannot. You cannot call it a passive house. Definitely not. Unless it's Because certified. it's not. Because it's just not there. But if you do all of the passive house things, all of them, not just some of them, then you can have a really, really good, comfortable That's building. It. That's and, it. And that's all there is to it. And you can't call it a passive house, but, you know, it's still really but good. But you can do all of those things yeah. to a lesser degree as well. Sure. And And be comfortable. Be, you know, it, it will be okay. Yeah. Passive house is a fairly high target. Yeah. Um, it's not that high here in Auckland, It's though. not very high yeah. in Auckland. That's a it's really good easy. point. Yep. Yeah. It's slightly harder and cooler and cooler climates yeah. because you just need more insulation. Yeah. And then again, the more complex the building is. Actually, there's a really, maybe to finish off, yeah. super quick. We're, we're over an hour well, Really? <laughs> Boring the people here. I, <laughs> Go on. Um, it, I was trying to work out how to describe the, the shape of a passive house yeah. in the best possible way. Yeah. And there's a there's a thing that I think Maritime New Zealand um, use called, it's called help. Okay. So if you fall in the water, yeah. if you fall off your, off your boat and it keeps sailing away, you use the help 
position, okay. which is bundled up as tight as you can yeah. to minimize heat loss. So it's the heat escape lessening position help. It's huh. silly words around cool. it, but it's simply this. Sure. If, you're, if you're in cold water, you... If you can, if you've got a life jacket on that's going to keep your head above the water, sure. of course, you 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 wrap your knees up to your chest and you hold on to your knees. You try and Feet minimize the surface. Now, compare that. Mm. Because, and, and, whoa, whoa, hang on. Why is that? You're losing heat out of every surface that is exposed to the cold water. So you so, reduce the surface so you, area. you bundle up. Mm. And you see it with kids in bed at night. Yeah. If they're cold, yeah. they will be, you know, if they've bundled thrown up. their covers off and then they've got cold, yeah. they'll, they'll be They'll be huddled, you know, they'll be um, in fetal position to, to maintain core temperature. Even when they're sleeping, it just kind of yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the same happens if they're hot. Yeah. They'll be in a starfish position. They'll be spread out trying to... Be a radiator, essentially. To, yeah, to yeah. lose heat. Yeah. Now, a building operates exactly the same way. Yeah, you, you have all kinds of kinks and bends and, and every time. L's and I said and, it before: every time you turn a corner, yeah, you need to consider that you're you've got more energy loss yeah. just simply because it's a corner. We're not going to go into the detail now, nah. but it's really, really interesting if yeah. you're into that stuff. You turn a corner, yeah. and you have heat loss at that corner. Sure, really because you amazing. Can't stuff it full of insulation. Really, it's kind of hard to do. Well, not just that, but you have to mm. look at the, the the physics of that corner and where heat is being, how heat is being lost. Sure, simply because it's a corner. Exactly. So don't. Well, does, I mean, you does, can. Does, does that does that mean that you that you can't build an interesting passive house? No, it doesn't. But you just need to consider more insulation for every Correct. corner that you turn. Yeah, exactly. and and every technical little piece that you do. Yeah, you're it's just, been great you're just making about, it harder. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great so, talking about passive house. To to summarize, passive house isn't scary. No. Um, it's a very comfortable, very boring house. You don't have to do a lot to to, healthy, to make it healthy and very low energy, so very yeah. low cost to run. Yep. And if someone says passive health principles, run away or ask them it's more questions. It's not a thing. Yeah, it's press a thing. them a little bit. Um, it's either passive house or it's not. But also you can design the same way you would design a passive house, but just not get it registered. You can't call it a passive house, but it'll still be very comfortable. So, yep. Yeah, so so the, the passive house principles, that's not a thing, but good building principles that's of a thing. air tightness, insulation, ventilation, and heating yeah. in, in combination, mm-hmm. that's a good building. That's all there is to it. Easy as. It's not rocket science. It's just building science. (laughs) And if you hit 20 degrees. Yep, exactly. Anyways, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, a little bit more soon. Thanks. Thanks for sticking around and listening to all of our BS. If you like what you hear, smash that subscribe button. If you want to learn more, find us on Instagram at pink.moose. Hop on our website, Oculus. That's O-C-U-L-U-S-L-T-D.co.nz. And join the conversation on LinkedIn. Stay dry, stay comfortable, and stay tuned for the next episode of the 20 Degrees Podcast.